Christian, my friend, how goes it? We must be we must be getting really close to the big day. We are we are inching ever closer. Yes, uh, no twins yet. Um, although realistically, this might be the last episode that we record without them. I think that is so nuts to think about. Yeah, that is so crazy. So when we started this podcast, uh, coming up on a year ago, getting pretty close to a year ago, we both had one child and neither of us knew we were going to have more children. And now we both know we're going to have more kids and we are at our last episode before you become a dad to twins. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. And uh, so my wife is, uh, you know, continuing to be a rock star and is, um, yeah, we're about, we're, well, I think at this episode, we're about a week away and uh, obviously if they come sooner, but um, yeah, it's getting incredibly real. Like we're at the point and we were discussing kind of before the episode started, you know, now we're at the uh, level of anxiety, like that, can they just get here? You know, like the, anti- <laughs> yeah. the anti- like we're yeah. done with the, okay, they grew well, you know, we made some hurdles and all that type of stuff. And now it's just the, like, literally the waiting game of just like, can they just arrive now? Um, yeah, yeah. So I thought your analogy was particularly good of like, when you have this big exam coming up and you've been waiting to write it for months and months and months, like you just want to get it over with at a certain point, you know, it's like someone has a gun to your head and you're like, do it, do it, just do it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so, um, and so actually today was one of my last work shifts as well, um, wow. because I will be off on uh, family leave. Um, and it was actually, um, a rather terrible day in terms of cases, um, just mm. some hard mm. cases, very sick pets, Mm. Uh, and that type of thing. However, it was actually a wonderful day at work. And, <laughs> and it's because um, there's a group of employees uh, that we typically work the weekends together, um, several of whom are uh, RNs, um, but also are veterinary technicians. So they work on the weekends with us. Um, wow, that's impressive. For, yeah. To be RNs like all weekdays and then just on, as a side hustle be an RVT, which in itself is an incredibly challenging, emotionally hard job. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Um, and so we've known each other for years and years, and so they still work on Saturdays. Anyway, that group actually threw me an impromptu baby shower at work. Oh, so, that's nice. Um, so it was actually that's very, nice. very I nice. Like um, and so there was a tower of diaper boxes uh, waiting for me uh, with, you know, gifts and things like that and not tons of food. Uh, yeah, they all banded together. So um, those of you, uh, you know who you are, um, you know, that was um, extremely thoughtful, um, very touching. So that that made it all worth it, that even throughout the like crappy cases, I just got to walk back and see this tower of diapers and like cake and food and and realize that uh you know mm. that i am well supported in this so that was yeah. that was nice overall you're not but you're not totally alone you got no. people who got your back yeah uh, now when they get here when the twins get here and they're like oh yeah i'm busy I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, you know then, then ooh, we'll see but babysitting ooh. i've just uh ooh. yeah i've just taken up a dance class on thursday yeah. wednesday thursday friday saturday yeah, what days did you need well. yeah all those days <laughs> yeah sorry about that um no uh like i said i have some very um very thoughtful, supportive co-workers. So I'm very uh, well, happy excellent. about that. So my wife and I were, were very surprised. So that was nice. That, that must be a nice feeling as well to be coming up, you know, coming up on as much as the, there's the anxiety of the twins coming, um, you know, it must be nice to kind of feel like you're about to leave work in the rearview mirror for a few weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because people are like, oh, you're going to be like off work. And I'm just like, well, I'm still going to be working. Yeah, um, it's a different, you know, it's it's a, a different, it's a different job. But um, yeah. 
But it is also, and I mean, I'm sure any veterinary professional will tell you this, and it's not specific to anyone's particular job necessarily, but it is nice to get away from the career for a bit, mm, even absolutely. though it's going to be a very sleep-deprived break from the career, but that's okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so it definitely will be, um, yeah, nice to reflect for a bit. And It's uh, nice and to be able thing. to do just one thing, like have your mind yes. thinking about just one thing. I mean, I find even even now, I mean, my wife is only a few months pregnant and it's not like we're, you know, overwhelmed with new stuff to do or anything, but you just spend, I spend my day working, kind of thinking about that, like thinking it pops into my mind every once in a while that, oh yeah, I'm going to have a second kid. And every once in a while, when I'm home with my wife, I'll be thinking about work sometimes, you know, like there's your, your brain is always kind of trying to do both things. Always segmented a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to just leave, you know, leave the work part behind. So you can just have your whole, your whole mind thinking about this one thing in front of you, which is really, really nice. Yeah. But the other thing that's been uh, really exciting uh, this past few weeks, Chris, which I feel like you have to be all over, Forge SC, am I right? <laughs> yeah, damn it. More importantly, I mean, come on, let's uh, let's. Yeah, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. So what happened? Long story short, is um, you know Canadian Premier League gets a fairly new league. Canada's trying to stamp its place here on the map, uh, where we might be qualifying for our first World Cup since 1986. Knock on wood if things keep going well. And our league is making waves. So Christian and I both support this team, Forge FC from Hamilton. Really, really great club run by a guy named Bobby Smyrniotis and uh, and his brother, um, Dino. And they, uh, <clears throat> they've done a great job uh, building this club. And they have to compete in this other North American tournament called the CONCACAF League in order to qualify for the Champions League. So they have to play against really, really tough clubs from Costa Rica and Panama and El Salvador, Honduras, really, really talented clubs. Um, and they've never made it to the Champions League before, despite being uh, two-time consecutive league champions. So they had to beat uh, this uh, competitor from Costa Rica. They went down to Costa Rica and lost three to one, which put them in a really tough position um, to uh, to be able to advance. And they came back home for the second leg and three nothing in one of the absolute best uh, Forge games I've ever seen in my life. Attacking play the entire time. They genuinely outplayed them just like they had done uh, to MLS Club Montreal just the week before. Um, it is fantastic to watch them and uh, many, many great things ahead. So well said, Christian. Yes, Forge FC. Huzzah! Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now that they are in... So now that they're in the semifinals of CONCACAF now, correct? But that automatically yes. qualifies them for exactly. Champions League, correct? Exactly. Okay, so that gets the them, top so. four teams from CONCACAF League make it to Champions League. And so now that they're in the semifinals, they're in the top four. So and they, they also and they also qualified or secured a home playoff game for CPL as yes, well? Yes, that's right. Exactly. So, yes, because yeah, so they had a pretty good weekend. Fantastic road win against uh, York in the 905 Derby today. So yeah, yeah, really all together, they are just uh, on cloud nine. Well, now you just, I know we're going to get into it a little bit as soon as we start the episode, but you just got back from a trip. How are you guys doing settling in? Do you feel like you're <laughs> yeah. settled in now oh, from, from vacation? I know there's almost like you need a vacation from the vacation, but like, are you settled a little more into routine? Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into this in the uh, in the episode, Christian, because this is exactly what I want to talk about this week. I um, it, it is very difficult to get back into the swing of things, to be honest. You know, there's just so much that that builds up. Um, I uh, you know, when you're at the end of your vacation, you're like, okay, it's ready, it's ready. Um, I'm ready to to go home now. It's time to go home. But then you get home. 
and you have to do all the like normal day-to-day work things again. And you're like, no, no, get me back on that plane. Um, so am I back in a routine? Yes. Um, but I'm tired, man. I'm tired. It's been, it's been a rough week. Anyway, what do you think? Shall we get this episode started? Let's load it up. Hickory Dickory Dock, it's podcast o'clock. And welcome to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I'm Chris, here with my best friend Christian, and we're here to, you, to talk to you again for another week about all things fatherhood. Um, thank you once again to all the people who make this possible. Michael Spicer from Michael Spicer Music for all the fantastic intro and little stabs you hear. Check him out. Producer Ryan, we couldn't do this without you. Check him out. And also his podcast, Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Uh, Vishal Murthy, the vet cartoonist for all of our terrific illustrations. And of course our wonderful, beautiful wives and daughters, of which the next time we do this, there will be even more, which is pretty exciting. What do you think about that, Christian? Crippled with anxiety. How about you? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I just wish I could reach through the Zoom call and give you a hug, man. No, I I, for you. I, I know I, I, I use that joke all the time. And uh, <laughs> no, it is, it is with an anxious anticipation. It's kind of, a you know, it's it's a little bit like Christmas morning, but also, like I said, it's like the exam studying standpoint. Like you said, yeah. you feel like at this point, all you can do is write it. Like all we can do is jump in because you have no idea what it's going to be like. Um, you just got to kind of do it. So just, you know, put ready it, to do it at this point. Putting like the politeness that, you know, the Canadian understatement aside for a second. Are you like, is there a little bit of you that's just shitting your pants? Like are like, are oh, you not feeling- a little bit? not a little bit you you need some of those diapers for yourself yes yeah i need yeah that tree of diapers was not for my my twin girls yeah no those were those were depends and they were for me um but uh, well i believe in you my friend i i honestly of all the people i know in the world like think about that of all the people that i know in the world i really genuinely think you would be among the top one percentile that i would believe and trust could handle being a dad to twins and a daughter. You're well, I do great, man. Well, I appreciate that very much. But I think it is a, I mean, I feel like it's a healthy anxiety. Like, like, yeah, I, like yeah. I, I think it, it would, would be, be weird if you weren't anxious. I right, exactly. And so in that standpoint, like I think every parent's kind of, not fear of failure, that makes it sound worse than I mean it, I think. But, uh, you know, that that anxiousness of of wanting to wanting so badly to give the best care for your children. I mean, I think that's only natural. Um, I I think it's the fear. I honestly think a big part of it is it's the fear of being overwhelmed. It's the fear of like, am I going to be able to climb this mountain? You know? So it's like, I know if I don't climb this mountain, I won't be a good dad, but it's more just like, can I do it? Like, am I going to be able to survive? And I honestly think that, that you will do great. I mean, you have a great uh, wife as well, who I think is a fantastic mom. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough few weeks for sure, but I bet that we'll be doing this podcast a few months from now and you'll just be like, Oh yeah, it's normal. It's natural. It's just like how I live now. I didn't, can't even imagine a time where I wasn't a dad to twins. Tune in in a few months to see what that answer actually is. <laughs> it's just, it's just an, an entire episode of crying just in the background. Crying or like waking up, sleep, you know, like, you know, screaming myself awake, you know, with terror. Uh, Welcome to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. 
<laughs> what? what? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of being tired, Christian, I, uh, well, listeners, I apologize for my absence last week. I uh, hope you had a great time listening to Christian and Connor. I thought they were fantastic together. What a, what an interesting uh, perspective I think Connor had. That was really, really excellent. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back again in the future. Um, we'd also like to do another episode uh, in the future with uh, the wonderful producer Ryan, who, as you know, has his own uh, Disney World related podcast, Gold Whips and Double Doubles, because I just went to Disney World for the first time um, as a dad, um, third time overall. I went twice as a kid. So this is a totally different perspective and it's amazing to see it from the other side like last time I was the 12 year old kid with my parents and now I'm the parent admittedly not with a 12 year old which is a very different thing uh, to, to do it with a baby as opposed to a, a child but we had a fantastic time and we're going to talk about it in a lot of depth in a future episode so uh, we went down to Florida for about one and a half weeks. Uh, we stayed with my father-in-law along the coast, and um, we drove into Orlando for our uh, three visits. Uh, sorry, four visits, because we did this thing called Boobash. Christian, have you heard of that before? Yeah. Oh, I'm very familiar. <laughs> yeah, so it was a um, <clears throat> sort of like a nighttime evening event, um, which honestly... You know, if you've ever been to like, um, what's the what's the scary event at Wonderland in Canada? Halloween Haunt. Halloween Haunt. Thank you. It was. Um, I was thinking it would be a bit more like that, a, a bit more scary. Um, it's it's definitely not. It's just like Disney World in the dark. But there's no lines. Like you yeah. can just go on any ride. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, they and limit it, the capacity on purpose. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, we did. Um, God, I can't believe you're going to remember the names of all of these. Is it Haunted Mansion? Yep. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So we did Haunted Mansion and we just like walked into it. No line. And then when we came back uh, during the daytime, it was like a 75 minute wait. Um, so it really just like hits home uh, what the difference is. And in and another kind of odd in typical Disney, Disney fashion type thing is like you walked through one of the shops where they have a little fridge selling Cokes. Those Cokes are $4.50 for a bottle, which is pretty expensive for a bottle of Coke. And then you walk outside and they're free treat stations where they're giving away full bottles of Coke and full ice creams <laughs> and full boxes of popcorn. And you're like, it is just the most Disney thing in the world, you know, to have both this unbelievable outpouring of generosity to just create joy under this kind of background of heavy expense that just exists in the, you know, behind everything. So yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. And we had a really great time. Um, I think the biggest thing is traveling with your daughter. That is such a different uh, thing traveling on. This was our first time taking her on a plane, which I know we've talked about with uh, your daughter in a previous episode. Um, it really, really went great. I'd say my biggest insight is bring snacks. Dads, just bring a whole bunch of snacks and feed them to your kid throughout the flight. It and will. wife. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, true. And yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, when in doubt, snacks. I feel like that's fairly, you know. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we actually had, um, we made the mistake of checking our stroller uh, the very first time when we were, um, right before we went through customs. And in Toronto, for some of our listeners who might be aware, Canada and the United States have a very close arrangement with each other. So we have pre-clearance. We go through customs on our side of the border. And so we didn't have our stroller with us, which basically meant my daughter had to sit sit in my arms for about an hour and a half as we worked our way through that line. And because it was like five in the morning, she just passed right out on my shoulder. 
Oh, how <laughs> sore was your arm? <laughs> yeah, I've never done a forearm workout like that in my life. Oh, man. Um, it was uh, really great to get through customs on the other side, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. Um, one of the differences, I, I think, for this trip for me was this was the first time I was traveling in my role as a new, um, <clears throat> as, as an owner of my own business, I guess. Um, and I had never really thought about it before. I mean, I guess I'd thought about it a little bit conceptually, but this was the first time I've really experienced what it's like to have that kind of competing pressure in your mind of, you know, this business is how our, you know, how our family lives and eats and how we can take this trip in the first place. And if I don't support it and allow it to keep going, um, if I don't, you know, commit to it and commit to my responsibilities, even when I'm away, um, it could harm us, you know? So it, it's been very difficult to kind of balance, um, balance those responsibilities. Um, you know, one of the things that I was acutely aware of when I went away is when you go away and you own your own business, you don't get vacation pay, you know, the, the, all of a sudden your paychecks stop. Um, <clears throat> and so you have to think about how you're going to make your next payments, you know, your lease payments and all those things, um, in a way that you never really, you don't typically think of. And it made me think of something even bigger. I think, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about, about your twins are almost here. My, um, you know, next child will be coming within the next few months when it comes to paternity leave. It's going to be a very, very different thing compared to last year. You know, last year, my paternity leave was a thing that I scheduled away from work. And now it's something that I can, you know, on the one hand, I have total say over, you know, I have total control over the schedule. I can take any days that I want. But on the other hand, any days that I don't take has the potential for, you know, customers to leave and go to a different business or for us to not get paid. And, you know, as as you and I both know, um, formula is really expensive, like really expensive, you know. Um, And so this is just all uh, stuff to think about. So on the one hand, I had a terrific, fantastic time traveling. But on the other hand, since I've got home, man, I have been run off my feet. I mean, I've been working until like eight or nine o'clock every night. So you, you know, you, and when you're traveling with your daughter, it, it's fun. It's a vacation. You're having a great time, but it is definitely not the same type of relaxation as, you know, going to the Caribbean with your wife or going on your honeymoon or you and I going on a baseball trip. It's like exhausting. So then you come home and you're hoping for just like a little kind of low key routine. And with this situation that I'm in now, I love, I love so much of it. I love being able to be in control of my own schedule and just make those decisions to go whenever I want to go. But it does mean this kind of overwhelming stress when you get back. And uh, I'll tell you, I have not been sleeping a lot. Uh, so I apologize, listeners, if you can hear that in my uh, podcasting, that I'm a, I'm a wee bit under the weather this week. But you know what? We had a great time. And, uh, you know, it's something that I think is one of the trade-offs about owning your own business, I suppose. So let me ask you this. When you were away, did you actually do any work for your business? Uh, I did a lot of emails. I mean, what what I do for work is ultrasounds. So when I, you know, and other diagnostics, but I couldn't, I obviously couldn't do any of that while I was away. So I didn't do any revenue earning cases or any revenue earning work while I was away. Um, I just basically, 
every day had to think about the fact that I had email, which, you know, it's not the end of the world, you know, and I say it because I'm sure there are tons and tons of people who can relate to needing to do email while you're on vacation, but it sucks, right? It's like this thing that you have to think about in the back of your mind that like when you're a student, when you're a young adult, like you just don't think about, you know, you don't think about this kind of need to do something while you're on vacation. So then how do you, and I ask this legitimately again, because I am, uh, I'm an associate, right? So when I go away, I have paid vacation days. And so how do you, and you might not know the answer, because my question in my mind is, how do you appreciate the need to, you know, fulfill some level of work obligation, albeit potentially minor on the grand scheme of things, but measuring that against the need from a mental perspective um, and restful uh, listeners. I'm using air quotes because as parents, you know, <laughs> that obviously is, is few and far between, but for you to actually be able to just step away from the work, because that mm -hmm. is also important, right? Like both yeah. things are valuable in their own way. So did you find that you had, a struggle with that because I guess this Absolutely. is this is really your first vacation, right? As your uh, yeah, like, very as much business so. owner. Very much so. so we took like a long weekend before, but this is our first time taking like significant time. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. It is a it was a, a big challenge, and I would say, in total honesty, I didn't step away. I don't feel like I got separation. You know, mm -hmm. I I feel like I got a bit more sleep. You know, maybe uh, definitely not quite as. Uh, busy in the day, like happier, kind of lower stress days. Um, but I don't at all feel like from a mental perspective, I stepped away from it. You know, mm. like the vacation was a good thing, but it wasn't the type of vacation that I've had in the past. I think more than anything, this vacation felt like I was being a good dad, or at least that's what I hope I was doing, being a good dad and husband, like doing it so, to give my daughter a great time, to give my wife a great time. Yes, to step away and be on the beach a little bit for sure, but mainly to be a good dad. And I think that's what a lot of vacationing is when you're a dad. That's what I'm starting to like appreciate. And that's okay. You know, it's, it's different than going to, uh, going to see the Jays and Red Sox at Fenway. It's different than going to a Caribbean all-inclusive. It is different, but it's still good. It's just a different feeling for sure. Well, yeah, it's a completely different prism through which we experience joy. And I think it's mm. really actually maybe one of the best kind of microcosms of parenting, right? Which right. is now, now your joy, one of your biggest sources of joy comes from your daughter experiencing these things. Um, right. And like as somebody who myself, I have had the privilege, I'm very lucky to have, you know, been to Disney World multiple times uh, prior to having kids, to then experience it almost through my daughter's scope or lens, mm, um, mm. you know, is a is a completely different way to experience it. Um, like you said, as opposed to not this. I don't know. I was going to say that the selfish way. That's not really what I mean, but the personal way, I guess, yeah, like through the things selfish, that I would be yeah. that I would be doing. We're not doing yeah. those things, but because we're doing the things that my daughter you know, wants to experience that in and of itself is the joy yeah, um, that, absolutely. That, that you That's want well to said. experience, but I'll be it. Um, yeah. Physically and, and sleep sleepily. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you, you are, you, you are sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. You like, are sleepy. If we could you, use a, a seven dwarves reference there or dopey either way. <laughs> 
just hopefully not grumpy. Yeah, you feel like um, you do walk around feeling like you're giving your daughter a gift all the time. You know, like you're just walking around the vacation feeling like it's Christmas morning, but you're like on the other side of it on Christmas morning, giving someone that great gift that you're really excited to watch them open and then they love it, you know, which is so cool, right? It's such a rewarding feeling. Imagine getting to do that for an entire week feeling like Christmas morning, but you're doing it walking, you know, 15 kilometers a day in 31 degree humidity, <laughs> like, you know, as you have children's songs blasted into your eardrums the entire time. Um, but, you know, despite that scenario, you are still watching someone have the greatest time in front of your eyes. And it is, it is really, really quite fun. And Disney, I think, does a, does a great job. I mean, you know you're spending a lot of money, but they do such a fantastic job at making it feel like it's worth it, you know, like they, they make you feel like you're in a hotel, you know, in the sense that they're just like, oh, how can we help? What can we do for you? You know? And so it really, um, is as stressful as it is sometimes you do, you, I find myself looking around at like all the other 30, 40, 50 year old dads walking through the park and just seeing them, you know, making eye contact and being like, yeah, I see you. I see you showing up out here being a dad. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, They they can, they're just like, yeah. You wearing that stupid shirt too? <laughs> yeah. I, can, I, I, I see you. Yeah. I see you. Yeah, absolutely. Now I got to ask because we uh, we'll probably get into this later with producer Ryan. I'm sure. Um, is did you check out those baby care centers? Mm, yeah, they are really cool. Uh, we did check it out once. Now, thankfully, thankfully, you know we're just timing and age wise. I think we, last time we had talked about those, uh, my daughter was still really, really little and was, was breastfeeding, but now she's on totally solid food. So we didn't need quite as much the, like the lactation areas and the rocking chairs, but we saw them and man, that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, like fantastic. It's the perfect, if someone said, what's the perfect place to change a baby? Like that's exactly what you would picture, you Mm -hmm. know, it was really, really well done. So I was, I was very impressed and still somehow Disney branded, you know, like somehow, you know, (laughs) finding Nemo playing on the wall. Like, yeah, yeah. They were really cool. So I have a question then for you, um, because you mentioned this kind of march towards your kind of conceptualizing of paternity leave as a business Mm, owner. mm, Yes, 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 yes. As a business. So, I mean, regardless if you own your own business and I I say you're a business of one, meaning you don't, you know, own a company of many people um, per se, but do you still in your income tax like that type of thing, do you pay into any type of parental leave that you can then draw from mm. as a business owner? That's the thing. I don't actually. So I, I don't, my taxes are really, really low as okay. a business owner. And I don't pay into that as the, as the sole employee, as like the owner operator. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, that, that is an excellent question. And that is why I don't have paternity leave. If I had an employee I would be obligated to pay into income tax that would cover them for either for parental leave, maternity or paternity. But I, as the business owner, don't get that. We even looked into the possibility of like, could I hire my wife, you know, hire like sort of just, you know, she would work part time uh, within our business. But then would that entitle her to maternity leave? And if you're she's a shareholder in in, in our business, because it's kind of like a family business and just being a shareholder negates your ability to to take um, paternity leave or sorry, 
for her in, in this case, maternity leave. So, um, yeah, it is, uh, it is a challenge. I mean, I, I, again, I shouldn't, there's, I won't complain about it whatsoever because I don't pay the income taxes part of it. Like right. I'm not paying into it, so I shouldn't benefit from it. Right. Um, but it is, it's something to think about that I, you know, that you don't think about when you're first doing it. But, you know, I do pay quite a lot less in tax and I do notice that. So that's a good thing. Could you pay into it? Is that an option for you? That is an excellent question. I don't know. Like, could you opt in? Like, I, yeah. I, I guess I just, these things just, I just pop into my brain. I don't know if yeah. that's something that you legitimately could just like opt in. But then I guess at that point, you might as well just save the money. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to know what, you know, if you did opt in, if that was an option, what would be the amount that you're paying? Like, and what would you get out of it? Right. Because you know? there, there would have to be some level of, well, not some level, yeah. the cost benefit analysis would literally be the driving factor for that, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. Because like you said, if you yeah. might as well just bank the money. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and exactly. save it in that way. But I think the greater challenge, honestly, is it's less so the money. Like I know, I know I was saying it's, you know, it's hard not to get paid when you go on vacation. And that is true. But just with the way the trade-offs work, you're not in the end, making a lot less money. It's just the lack of predictability, you know, and like that you just get a blip for a week. And so the same thing with taking paternity leave in this situation, it's, it's less, it's less about the money that I would get from the government and more about like, that's the only revenue my business is making. The lack of revenue. Yeah. 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 And I have no employees. So my customers like rely on me. And if, if I'm gone, that means they have to go to someone else and kind of like leave me behind for a period of time, you know, and, you know, one can hope that they would come back when I come back. Um, but that that isn't always the case. So you have like these genuine, you know, trade offs to make in your mind. And I've been an employee my whole life and my philosophy my whole life has been very you know, I think like both of us, you know, pro, pro labor, you know, work, work to your contracts, you know, you don't owe your life to the, to your company, you owe what you're contracted to do. But when it is your company, you have just such a totally different feeling about it. You know, you don't have that kind of like, you know, you you can't be like, screw the boss because you are your own boss, you know, you're just screwing yourself. So yeah, um, I'm playing yeah. hooky and sticking it to the man. It's like, well, Chris, you are the man. God, darn, yeah. it. darn it. And then I pick up the phone to yell at myself. It goes on all afternoon. I get nothing done. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough thing. I mean, I think in the end, I'm still incredibly happy with, with the trade-offs that I've made. Sure. But you know, you learn, you learn more about what those trade-offs are the longer you do it. Well, and I think what it comes down to also is just a level of, um, I guess, priority, I suppose, Mm, like in terms mm, of it does mm. give you that level of kind of perspective in terms of what you truly deem important um, in, in, in those types of scenarios, Um, you know, meaning that um, you don't necessarily have to, you know, force yourself to work while on vacation, you know, you know, but there is the trade-off of, like you said, of, well, you're on vacation, but then you're also not getting paid. And so then yeah, there's that, yeah. right, There's, but there's the balance of, like you mentioned, and I can, as somebody who speaks to you almost every week, you know, you are a much happier human now that you totally. own your own your totally. own business. Um, and so a million from, times over. And yeah. so from that standpoint, you know, doing that and having the lifestyle that you do, and I mean that literally from a logistical lifestyle, um, mm-hmm. you know is is the true benefit because then it does allow you to be 
you know, a lot more of a of a family man um, yeah. as well and, and have that, um, you know, ability to do that. Whereas just and I'm just playing hypothetical here when your next child arrives now, that also gives you the flexibility to kind of also kind of plan and do and on the fly be able to be on or off depending on what mm. your family needs, right? Which is absolutely something that potentially a lot of employees, myself being one, you know, might not might not get, you know, in right. terms of now I am lucky that based on my, you know, being in New York State with a paid family leave, like I can I apply for it, I get it. Like it's something that is legally allowed for me. I was gonna say owed to me, and it's not really what I mean. But um in that standpoint, but um but there's a little less flexibility, you know, as an right. as an employee. But I also get the paid benefit, right? So there's right. the right. So there's that's the there's there, the, yeah. there's the rub there, right? Is just the, you know, not that they necessarily have to be. It's not a yin or yang, this or that. But often, you know, the flexibility yeah. of schedule comes with potentially the financial complication and vice versa. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that flexibility is, you know, it is awesome. You know, I, I will say like even when we were in Florida and when we were like we were getting all these emails about scheduling appointments, you know, my wife and I would look at each other and there is something so different about like if I think about to my last job, if my boss had said, oh, we've added another appointment for you on Friday afternoon, you know, just to like, we've overbooked you on Friday afternoon. Hope that's okay. You'd like, your heart would melt with anxiety. Like you'd be, you know, you'd go crazy. You'd just imagine how late you'd be up that night. But there's something about when you look at your wife and you're like, okay, do you think I can do this on Friday afternoon? And she's like, yeah, I think you should be okay. And I'm like, yeah, I think I should be okay. And you like schedule it for yourself. Somehow just having the choice like makes it all better, even though you're still doing the same level of work. Somehow the fact that you're making the choice for yourself makes it mentally and emotionally a lot better. And not to open a complete other can of worms, because this is a like this is like a 10 episode series topic for another time. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, why do we and I'm saying we veterinary professionals burn out so quickly? Mm. Mm. We, we don't have the control of our own schedule. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so you mentioned just the like, oh, hey, I overbooked you. I mean, the number of times that it's, you know, heck, even today I was talking about how I had terrible cases at work. Like I had four extra walk in emergencies and oh. that's nobody's fault. Um, but it's just like I can't control that, you know, and yeah. I can't just be like, nah. No, yeah. thanks. You know, yeah. um, but you're, or just like, yeah, when you're, you know, the poor receptionist comes back with that look of just like, I'm really sorry, um, <laughs> you know, um, as they, yeah. you know, um, and, and for whatever it's worth. Um, so, I mean, again, we're talking about, you know, the trade off of that. Like you said, you get to control your own schedule, but with that control comes the decisions of, you know, whether it's revenue or just like you said, the potential for clients to go elsewhere because you're not available, right? Obviously, you know, things still need ultrasounds, even when you're mm -hmm. in Disney World. Um, you know, that's that's the um, the stress that you have now. But as we've talked before, that's your stress. Like right. you get right. like I choose you, it for myself. You get yeah. that. Yeah, you get yeah. that, um, which is uh, an interesting perspective as a business owner. Um, which I don't appreciate, just meaning I haven't experienced it. I haven't owned my own business. Um, but hearing you talk about it, it sounds like it's 
the work stress that you want. Yeah, I guess I definitely that's a right? really good way of putting it for sure. Like you can never escape stress. I think if like if if you are doing something for money, it means that you're doing something that someone else feels valuable, but that you wouldn't necessarily do for free as a hobby. So like, it's never going to be stress-free completely, you know, like I th I'm sure most of us would still rather wake up every day and have it be Saturday, you know? Um, although I'm sorry you worked today, which is Saturday, <laughs> so I really shouldn't say that, but you know, you know what I mean? I, um, so just, just, yeah, like you say, simply that fact that you can choose, it makes a big difference. So wake and, up every morning with, with cartoons and fruit loops yeah, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and sports on TV. Oh God. Takes me back to when you and I lived together, Christian. And you know what? I was still going through all that work stress, uh, with a Dole Whip in my hand, which I had for the very first time. It was amazing. I mean, I, I effing love pineapples and I effing love soft serve and like creamsicles. I think I've said before, creamsicles, one of my favorite flavors. So just like the mixing of all of that together. Oh yeah. Get it. I did. Um, save a, a few bad words out loud as I like open my phone. Oh, look, a, 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 a WhatsApp message from, uh, from Christopher Greenwood. Oh, look, it's an image that mother bleeper as, <laughs> as, as I'm looking at just a picture of a hand holding a dole whip. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, which was, which was well played, um, which is well played. Well, so I'm glad you got to, be, to experience it. Yes. Yes. I was very glad it was, a, it was a great thing. Um, but to be continued with producer Ryan, hopefully, in the near future. I'm really honestly so looking forward to that episode because I think, I mean, I think we each bring a different perspective on it. You know, I'd say like, you know, Ryan is someone who studies it, you know, kind of so frequently because of his podcast and obviously been doing it for a long time. You're someone who didn't do it as much as a kid, but then did it as an adult for the first time. So you have like that perspective. And then again, as a dad, and then for me, like first as a kid and now as a dad and you, someone who goes a lot and me going for the first time, I just think there's so many different angles to it. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. But to be continued on a future episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, so one of the other things that I noticed on this trip, which was just wild, is how much my daughter is growing and how much uh, she's kind of growing all at once. So that brings us to another episode uh, of Walkie Talkie Dada Edition. <laughs> That's right, my friends. You heard it correctly. Dada edition. Uh, because my daughter, for the first time this week, said the word dada. Oh, I yeah. Know, <laughs> I know. I know. And it's so, so amazing. Um, it kind of sneaks up on you, you know, because she's at this kind of like babbling stage. So there's a lot of like, gala ba da 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 ba, you know, for that just kind of comes out. And so I've heard the syllable da before. And I've heard like ba 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 and da 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 da. But now we're at a point where she like will look at me and as I'm like interacting with her, she'll go, da, 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 you know, and it just, it hits so hard. It's really, really cool. But one, uh, one thing I've noticed, Christian, is that all, she's going through so many changes all at once this week. Like she started crawling for the first time this week. And by the oh. end of the week, she was like, she climbed up three stairs on her own, like without me seeing. Oh like, man, it's just, it your life so is over. Fast. I know she's like immediately life is opening over. drawers and yeah. like mobile. Yeah. She like followed me into the bathroom today. It's just, um, it's just such a wild thing. And all this is happening at once. And I've noticed over the past week, like normally she's this perfect, perfect 12 hour sleeper from eight to eight solid. But now she's kind of like, 
having a harder time going to sleep at night. She's like being a little bit more needy and it just feels like she's going through. I know they talk about these leaps, you know, yep. and I feel like that's kind of what's happening now. And it's pretty cool to see as a parent. And it's just one of those things where you like, you don't really know what you're seeing until you see it. And you're like, oh my God, this, you know, my child is changing so much. Do you, uh, do you remember some of those leaps, Christian? Yeah. It seemed like there was a lot of like, it, like those like hurry up and wait scenarios. Like, do you know what I mean? Where it was just like you said, it, there was this week of just like crazy leap. Um, and then you had like a minute to adjust to that, you know, yes, and then yes. all of a sudden there was this another leap that happened. And I feel like you're now approaching the time where I feel like you're going to see several, like if, I mean, mm. now I'm going based off my one kid. So, I mean, what do I know? N equals one. But, um, but I found when, when my daughter kind of got in towards that kind of like eight to 12 month range, like yeah. you said, it was, there were a lot of quick transitions because I feel like the brain development is fairly rapid um, in, in this type of scenario. And then, yeah, once they reach these kind of like, uh, plateaus or peaks or whatever you want to call them where like you said now they have this new level of whatever understanding it happens to be and you barely get like time to be like oh my god look at her she's growing so much and then yeah. all of a sudden she's already just like hey dad can i have the keys and you're like <laughs> what yeah <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. We were on a jungle cruise and we were sitting next to a family and they were, you know, they had, I think like a five-year-old and a three-year-old with them. And they were saying, you know, how old is she? How old is she? And how are you guys feeling? And we we're like, wow, it's so fast. It's just amazing how fast, quick, th uh, how quickly things go. And uh, the dad turns to us and goes, they don't get any slower than that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just like, you know, I, I feel like it's one of these snowballs rolling downhill. You know, it, it starts and it's happening and it's happening all at once and it never stops happening. Um, um, I will tell you right now, it never stops happening. <laughs> um, so um, what my daughter is doing right now, speaking of walkie talkie, um, now she's been talking for some time. Um she started emoting a lot, um, mm. which is very interesting. And what I mean by that is she will tell us what she is feeling. Mm. So she'll mm. be like, Mama, I'm sad. Mm. Like, or she'll say, or she'll say, I'm happy now. Or right. like, or like, uh, I hurt or I don't feel good. Like she started, wow, really started like, like now, well, my wife might have a different opinion of this, but I'll say like at, at least a third of the time, I think she's just saying it. Um, <laughs> but because um, I remember one time she like walked into the kitchen and she was like, I don't feel good. And we were just literally like, it was like one of the first times she says it, we both looked at each other like, oh, crap. Like, like, do we need to be doing something? She was like holding her stomach and like was like had a, like her, her uh, like uh, furrow in her brow and, you know, that and an empty thing. Advil bottle yeah, in her yeah. left hand. Yeah, yeah. And whatever. And so, yeah, like her like a bottle with a paper bag on it. Yeah, no. Um, but then but then we figured out that it was like the episode of whatever Bluey or like Blue's Clues or whatever, like the character was sick. And so she was just like copying that or whatever. Yeah. And so we were like, after we stopped panicking. Um, but yeah, she'll kind of just like, you know, like wander into the room or whatever. And just be like, dad, I'm sad. <laughs> and then we talk about it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a very like interesting uh, time. To, I mean, she's always been very expressive. Um, mm. But to hear her actually like consciously put an emotion on something yeah, yeah. Um, and multiple emotions. So happy, sad, mad, you know, I don't yeah. feel good. Um, that type of thing is, is, uh, 
it's been very interesting. It's a super cool level of self-awareness, you know, like it's not just that you're starting to feel the emotions, but it's that you can also categorize the emotions. Like you, you're not just going through life feeling, you're like putting names on how you're feeling. It's really, really interesting. And then also having this, the social knowledge to know that we talk about feelings, like that's what humans do with each other. It's part of our like social dynamic that you do go to another human and say, I'm sad. That is a really, really interesting thing. We've always like tried to, even if before she's been doing this, to like try to get her to like tell us, like tell us what she's, you know what I mean? Like, why are you sad or what's wrong? Like we, you know, we want her to try and say those things. I feel like that's a, you know, natural you know, thing that you want your children to be able to, or know that it's okay to communicate that to you, I guess is, is, is what I'm getting at. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but then sometimes like she just does it to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then sometimes, and that's where like, as a parent, you really need that quick intuition of just like, you playing me right now? <laughs> Did you see those Oreos I bought? Pretty sure yeah. you saw those Oreos. I you just bought. want to emotionally eat with daddy? Okay, I got you. Yeah, you just want to go through that drive through for the for the donuts again? Yeah, okay, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes she'll be like, you know, dada, I'm sad. And then be like, snacky? Because you just like, what, like if, oh, because if she's sad, she knows that I'm going to do something. So then I'm just like, huh, you actually sad? You working me over? Uh, well, either way, you're getting the snack. So whatever. So It's the one year older version of what my daughter does right now, which is, you know, just no, you know, apropos of nothing, just sitting there, happy as a clam, turns to me and goes, Wah! and I put my hand on the Cheerio box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you got there. <laughs> I feel like it's literally the equivalent of just like, you know, how much your dog focuses on the treat in your hand, <laughs> yes. right? Like once you've yeah. got it, it's all of a sudden just like poof. And it's just the, like <laughs> immediate like tunnel vision, but just like, yeah, on the Cheerio box. Or for, Oh, your dog is so good at that. Oh, man. Un- he... Unbelievable. <laughs> like yeah. it, it is unbelievable. I could have a baby carrot in one hand and a cheese it in the other. And I could have a human and a canine sit still for hours because <laughs> they would yeah. be so focused on this. So now, trained on Parker, my dog, uh, would just start drooling everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't think my daughter has got to that point yet. But uh, I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, stay tuned for, you know, for yeah, another we'll episode. I'll do this. I'll do this experiment and report back to you. And we'll see. But uh, this is a good point where I think we could take a, a break here on the Dad Joke Loading Pack podcast. You know, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, the new experiences as parents on trips and things like that, which is great. And uh, as Chris mentioned, stay tuned for a future episode with producer Ryan, where the three of us will get together um, and chat about that. But in the meantime, if you are uh, thirsting for Disney knowledge, please do check out his podcast, Dole Whips and Double Doubles, um, where he and his wife and another couple um, also talk about all things Disney um, among other things. But that being said, we will take a quick break here on the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Make sure you hit us up on social media at Dad Joke Loading Podcast on Instagram, at Loading Dad on Twitter, and uh, Dad Joke Loading Podcast at gmail.com. Oof, got through all three of them. Um, that was but, impressive. Uh, I, I almost, I panicked. I panicked partway through. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll just take a quick break here and we're going to come back uh, with one of the things that we enjoy the most as fathers telling terrible jokes. But we'll be right back in just a minute. Hey, 
Hey, Michael Spicer here. I'm a sound designer and a composer. Are you a D&D podcaster? Well, we got swords! Ooh, ouch. Spells. And oh boy, the creatures. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve and I'm a goblin. Need your voice altered? Just tell me what you want to sound, sound like. like! Robot? Robot? Tiny? Tiny? Demon? Demon? If you need sounds or music for your project, go to michaelspicermusic.com! Welcome back to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I'm Christian, that's Chris, and we're going to close out this episode the only way we know how, shutting it down with the dad joke of the week. And now Chris, we actually haven't done this particular little segment in quite some time, so yeah, I thought it would be time. I thought it would be fun to just, you know, think up a few maybe that we've had uh, you know, in the chamber waiting to go here. So I know we've got a couple we'll just go back and forth and see uh, you know, how we can make each other laugh. Um, but uh, since you are uh, returning from vacation, um, I figure I will give you dealer's choice. Do you want to go first? Hmm. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take heads. I'll choose to field the ball. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You will elect to receive. You got the ball first. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm I'm going with a theme for mine, uh, centered on uh, our the recent inspiration I gathered from down in Florida. So Christian, why does Captain Hook's ship fly? I'm not sure. Because it never lands. Ah, okay, we'll go for the cutesy effect. Okay, um, there is absolutely no theme to mine, so mine will just be uh, five random <laughs> jokes. But um, uh, Chris, why was the little strawberry crying? Hmm, I don't know, Christian. Why? Her mom was in a jam. <laughs> oh my god, that's so morbid. <laughs> Because you spend you spend the whole setup to the joke picturing the poor little strawberry, <laughs> sad strawberry. and you're like, oh, that's a predicament. Oh no, she's no, she's in a jam. Oh, uh-oh. A, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and strawberry jam is like the most gruesome food. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So, Christian, which Disney character is great at solving crimes? Hmm. I don't know. Tell me. Quasimodo, he always has a hunch. That's good. He'd make a good detective. Yeah, that's right. It's an but... underrated Disney. I, well, I shouldn't even say underrated because I think I only saw it once when I was like 11 years old. But uh, yeah, you don't uh, hunchback of Notre Dame. Not not a not a top of the not a leadoff hitter. Not 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 batting. Clean. Sure, not one of the ones. Yeah, not one of the ones you pay admission to see. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. so, that's a good point. So, uh, hey Chris, why are there pop tarts? but no mom tarts. I don't know. Why? It's a pastryarchy. <laughs> That's good. This is good. I like that. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. like that. Hmm. Um, Christian, why did Mickey become an astronaut? Uh, I feel like there's a Space Mountain reference in there somewhere, maybe, but I'm not sure. So he could visit Pluto. Oh, there it is. Yeah, fair enough. Um, hey, Chris, what happens if you don't pay your exorcism bill? 
Oh, you get repossessed. You get repossessed. Yeah, that's right. You get repossessed. You got it. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. I, uh, yeah, Uh, that would be terrible. Just, just so that we're clear. Get the demon inserted back inside you. Just pay your exorcism bill. Just pay it. (laughs) Just pay it. Yep, yep. One of those ones you clear off first of the month for sure. Um, hey, Christian, which Disney princess is a cow's favorite? Belle? Mulan. Oh, okay. I was going with like cowbell. All right. Okay. Mulan. Got it. Like it. Um, hey, Chris, I was at the gym yesterday um, and I saw a spider. Hmm. Yeah, it turns out Sorry. it was it was leg, 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 leg day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's terrifying? The thought of a jacked spider oh, you know I'm, just like just, i'm not sleeping tonight now because now i'm just thinking of like you said is this absolutely jacked spider i'm like yep that's the thing that's gonna murder me yep that's that's how it do ends remember, do you remember in harry potter when like uh I, I forget is it neville who sees the spider and then he's supposed to like um make it make it funny in his mind and he puts it in roller skates yeah that made it more know? scary yeah. <laughs> yeah you put a terrifying what? thing on wheels like that's not like oh ha 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 now it's goofy no you just made it mobile like more mobile and more terrifying nope what they should have done is put it in leg day exercise equipment you know get like a 80s yeah like the like uh you know body break yeah joy mcleod hal johnson joy mcleod Yep. Oh, man, that would have been funny. Incredible on prime tv during mash body break Hey, Christian, what does Daisy Duck say when she buys lipstick? I'm not sure. Something I heard a lot of parents saying while we were in Disney World, just put it on my bill. (laughs) Put it on my bill. That's good. All righty. Oh, I really, I really screwed up the order of my jokes here because you went with these like cute Disney ones. And now I got to end with this one. But uh, you know what? I'm in it now. So I'm here. So let's do it. Hey, Chris. How do you spot the blind man at a nudist colony? I don't know, Christian. How do you spot the blind man? It's not hard. <laughs> well, on that, on that note, listeners, uh, this has been the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Chris, great to see you again. Uh, great to have you back after uh, a week or so away. I'm hoping it sounds like it was everything you wanted it to be. Um, and so we're glad to have you back here. And as we mentioned, this is probably the last time you'll hear from us yeah, as me geez. as just a father of one. Um, and so we will certainly have updates for that as we go. But uh, that being said, this has been another episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Thank you again, Producer Ryan. We look forward to chatting with you specifically soon about all things Disney World. So that'll be a fun episode coming up. Um, Vishal Murthy, the vet cartoonist. Michael Spicer Music uh, for all the um, uh, jingles as well as the intro-outro theme. Um, and of course, our wives and daughters for allowing us to do this because let's be real, they allow us to do this. And you, the listeners, because otherwise we'd just be two weirdos talking to each other over the internet. Uh, Chris, always a pleasure, sir. 
Uh, have a Always great a pleasure. And uh, we will be uh, we will be in touch. I'm sure, maybe with a twin update. Who knows? Yeah. We will see. Um, but Christian, I will see you on the other side, brother. You got it. Final frontier, my friend. But uh, th- yeah, this has been another episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week.